Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, your positive encouragement for the day, your 15 minutes of getting into God's Word, talking about the Bible, talking about objective truth, talking about religion, and how evolution is a religion, and other things are religious in nature. And we welcome you. We welcome uh, the opportunity to share the truth um, with you and what a beautiful thing it is this is Ehud son of Dennis coming to you live from the middle west of the divided states of America to the republic for which they stand two nations under God quite divided with liberty and justice for some and you can reach us at Ehud at it's a religion.org that's Ehud at it's a religion.org love to hear from folks so we had a uh, locally here last night we had a we're having a debate locally about a county-owned facility a nursing home facility and it's very few left in the state the trend in that industry is is making it more difficult to be a standalone institution and of course you've got uh, the folks um, I'll call them bleeding heart folks that think the government is supposed to take care of everybody and uh, think that it's it's the greatest thing since sliced bread to do that do that that way and folks like myself who believe that uh, privatization is a much better and more efficient way to handle things in a for-profit setting and of course to most Democrats and um, folks like that uh, profits are evil unless they're the ones profiting and it's it really is silly i think about some of the exchanges and it's always around the money and it doesn't no matter how much you don't want it to be it still comes down to that in a lot of ways so there's it was just a microcosm of the spiritual battle going on in this country and uh really some of the practical outcroppings of it and then we had a debate on um the illinois state is trying to take over everything and of course trying to get rid of everybody's guns um, at least those that they think are a threat to them somehow I don't know I, that whole debate I think it's ridiculous you know if somebody what freedom should we have you know if you're not shooting at somebody else you should be free to have what you want I think if you want to have a machine gun you can have one um, it's kind of ridiculous for the government to say that you can't. Uh, you know, if you set it up in the middle of a neighborhood and start firing into houses, then you get need to get taken out. Um, but, you know, we've taken the fear of God out of our institutions, out of our public discussion. Uh, everybody's afraid of man uh, giving them a hard time about talking about the fear of God, and so we don't do that. And uh, we've lost that in our society. And I think, frankly, you see the results of that. You see the results of uh, man-centered ideas that everybody's good and we just need to um, take care of everyone. You know, even though a lot of these ideas come from the Bible and, and at least the ideal that, that God gives us. But those are individual things that God instructs us to do out of our faith in him and our love for him not to steal other people's money and have the government take care of everybody and it's a uh it's a struggle because um 
It used to be, I think the churches would do a lot more of that. And we've kind of turned that over. Anyway, um, the debate's going to rage. Uh, and, you know, at some point there will be a one world government, folks. I mean, it's just inevitable. And I commend people like Andrew Torva, Gab, and some of these places that are trying to do things to set up parallel economies and uh, things like that. I think that will draw this out. Um, probably won't see it in our lifetimes, at least, you know, I'm an older gentleman. Um, but for my boys, my younger kids, I don't know. They may actually see Jesus come back. And again, he could come back today. Uh, you know, we don't know. That's what he told us to be ready, um, to have our candles lit and our oil ready to continue keeping our lanterns lit. So um, my hope in this effort is to give folks who want to keep their lanterns lit, uh, keep to help them keep their lanterns lit. And folks who don't even know what a lantern is, that they might find one and know also what that is. So, um, anyway, we're, uh, we start with God's word as the absolute truth and authority for life and, uh, to give life meaning on this planet that we're on, that was created by him. Uh, I believe around 6,000 years ago, I think there's plenty of evidence for that. I think the, uh, the evidence for an old earth is, jacked up i mean it, it's basically manipulated in many ways with circular reasoning and other things to show something that people want to put their faith and trust in because they don't want to trust the christian god the god of the bible for whatever reason so anyway we start with god's word and we are reading through it right now as a podcast we started in genesis 1 1 in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and we are up to Exodus chapter 28. Now, I've said this before. I don't know that we'll read through the entire Old Testament. We may pick some different verses and, and things along the way. But, but we will move into the New Testament before too long. Because as a Gentile believer, um, that is where we find our uh, covenant with God. Um, the New Covenant. The Old Covenant points to a lot of things but the main thing it's pointing to is the need for christ because god gave us all these instructions and all these ways to worship him and um, teach others to worship him and we couldn't we can't do it we can't do it perfectly we don't have it in us because of sin because we are not good we are evil and for when people stand up there and say oh everyone's basically good i just laugh like no we are not we need a savior so so let's uh, let's keep this thing uh, moving. Uh, Exodus chapter twenty-eight. Call your brother Aaron. See, well, God just got done laying out the the tabernacle that He wants for worship um, and to keep the uh, the Ark of the Covenant, which are the stone tablets that God gave the Israelites with the Ten Commandments on there. And again, you look at the Ten Commandments, and it's basic stuff, folks. You know, if you really believe I'm God, then you need to worship me and me alone. Um, and he's worthy of our worship. He really is the only one that is. Um, and then everything else is about dealing with each other for the most part. Treat your parents well. Treat each other well. Don't covet other people's stuff. Um, anyway. 
call your brother Aaron. We're going to get into the priesthood now. In the Old Testament, there were priests in the churches. Well, or in the temple, I should say. Um, call for your call your brother Aaron and his sons, uh, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. Set them apart from the rest of the people of Israel, so they may minister to me and my priests, and be my priests. Make sacrament garments for Aaron that are glorious and beautiful. So God cares about glory and beauty. Instruct all the skilled craftsmen whom I've filled with the spirit of wisdom. So God gives them a spirit of wisdom and they have the ability to do things that he's called them to do. Have them make garments for Aaron that will distinguish him as a priest set apart for my service. These are the garments they are to make a chest piece, an ephod, a robe, a patterned tunic, a turban, and a sash. They are to make these sacred garments for your brother Aaron and his sons to wear as they serve me as priests. So give them fine linen cloth, cloth gold thread, and blue-purple scarlet thread. The craftsman must make the ephod of finely woven linen and skillfully, skillfully embroider it with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread. It will consist of two pieces, front and back, joined at the shoulders with two shoulder pieces. The decorative sash will be made of the same materials, finely woven linen, embroidered with gold and blue and purple and scarlet thread. Take two onyx stones and engrave them on the names of the tribes of Israel. Six names will be on each stone. Arrange the order of the births of the original sons of Israel. Man, there's some nice sized stones. Engrave these names on the two stones in the same way a jeweler engraves the seal and then mount the stones in the setting of a gold filigree. So you had jewelers back then. Interesting. Fasten the two stones on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as a reminder that Aaron represents the people of Israel. Aaron will carry these names on his shoulders as a constant reminder where sorry folks whenever he goes before the lord make the settings of gold filigree and braid two cords of pure gold and attach them to the filigree settings on the shoulders of the ephod then with great skill and care make a chest piece to be worn for seeking a decision from god make it match the ephod using finely woven linen Embroidered with gold and blue and purple and scarlet thread, make the chest piece of single piece of cloth folded to form a pouch nine inches square. Mount four rows of gemstones on it. The first row will contain a red carnelian, a pale green peridot, and an emerald. The second row will contain a turquoise, a blue lapis lazuli, and a white moonstone. The third row will contain an orange jacinth, a an agate and a purple amethyst the fourth row will contain a blue green barrel an onyx and a green jasper all these stones will be set in gold filigree each stone will represent one of the 12 stones of israel and the name of that tribe will be engraved on it like a seal so again god cares about people groups it's interesting here to attach the chest piece to the ephod and make the braided cords of pure gold thread then make the two gold rings and attach them to the top corners of the chest piece and tie the two gold cords to the two rings on the chest piece. Tie the other ends of the cords to the gold settings on the shoulder pieces of the ephod. Then make two more gold rings and attach them on the inside edges of the chest piece next to the ephod. 
Make two more gold rings and attach them to the front of the e-pod, below the shoulder pieces, just above the knot where the decorative sash is fastened at the e-pod. Then attach the bottom rings. So I'm in this way, let me get to this point. In this way, Aaron will carry the names of the tribes of Israel on the sacred chess piece over his heart when he goes to the holy place. This will be a continual reminder that he represents the people when he comes before the Lord. And that, my folks, is what our politicians in this country are supposed to be like. We have to remember that we represent people, not ourselves. We're not in it for our, us. So you've got an Urim and Thurim uh, into the sacred chest piece. So they will be carried over Aaron's heart when he goes to the Lord's presence. In this way, Aaron will always carry over his heart objects used to determine the Lord's will for his people whenever he goes in before the Lord. And I think it's interesting we don't hear about Urim and Thurim anymore. So you get down, let's see, for Aaron's sons, make tunics and sashes and special head coverings that are glorious and beautiful. Clothe your brother Aaron and his sons with these garments and then anoint and ordain them. Consecrate them so they can serve me as my priests. And, uh, these must be worn whenever Aaron and his sons enter the tabernacle or approach the altar in the holy place to perform their priestly duties, and they will not incur guilt and die. This is a permanent law for Aaron and all his descendants after him. So that is where the priesthood comes from outside of the reference to Melchizedek um, back in Abraham's time, that he was a priest. And then you hear the priest of On in uh, Egypt, uh, right? Joseph's wife came from the priest of on which i still think is interesting and in how that worked but regardless uh you know the idea of the priesthood uh god ordains here in the old testament um, for the worship of god to help serve people and serve the people of israel these different people groups within israel these different tribes they call them and that is uh where we're at so lord god thank you for all the examples you've given us of faithfulness and uh, the way in which you wish things to be done lord help us today to be faithful to your word and for those that might hear this and don't know your word that they would come to know it and know the truth and the truth would set them free so we thank you and praise you lord in jesus name amen hey thanks for thanks for coming today folks and uh stopping by so hope to see you soon Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing, the summer nights and fireflies, and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings if I still got breath in these lungs. And that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done.